Welcome, our fellow lovers of love, and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. And good evening, friends and lovers out there. Thank you for joining us this evening. And we're doing things a little different than normal today. We have no show notes. We have no references we're using tonight because tonight we're talking about the division that has hit our communities in this last week. Um, don't worry, we're not hitting politics about it. We don't do that. But what we do do is talk about how this intersects with our lives because I'm a little disturbed by some of these the reactions. I mean, and in a sense, the reaction is perfectly natural, right? The, in, this upsurge of emotion is perfectly natural, and it it's, makes sense. But there's an inhumanity to some of it that somehow people you were perfectly fine with associating a week ago, you know, now because a court has made a decision, you're going to cut these people out of your lives. It's simply because they agree with the court decision. But they were perfectly fine interacting with you when they, when the courts were cited in their favor. And so we have allowed, we have allowed politics to interfere with our fundamental lives. And in a strange way, the whole point of politics is so we don't have to do that. I'm supposed to get mad at the politicians so we don't get mad at our friends and neighbors and coworkers and families. And we have lost that somehow. And it's been a slow evolution. We've kind of watched it. And the question is, how do we stop it? How do we change the directions? Because it's not going to come from up top. It's not going to come from our, our traditional leaders. You know, the leadership on reconnecting our communities, leadership on reconnecting our families, leadership on reconnecting our our social connections. That's going to come from us, from individuals. If we wait for other people to do it, it's going to be too late. And it's very hard to do. I mean, even in the best of times, it's very hard to do. And now we've got societies coming apart at the seams. We've got economic, um, or so we say, uncertain economic times staring us in the face. We have uncertain political times or are kind of a constant these days. There's war, famine, all these various things, crime. It's all staring us right in the face. And we're all looking for someone else to have solutions to this. And the problem is the only person's, the only solution is the person in the mirror. I mean, having our emotions and expressing our emotions is fine. But, you know, I made a point the other day, honorable people can have honorable disagreements as long as you behave honorably. The minute you shift into cutting people out of your lives, 
you've now not become honorable, but how do you expect to evolve society more into your direction if you've cut the people out, the very people you need to talk to? It's a counterproductive, but understandable reaction. Emotions are very high. Yeah. And emotions and fear have been heightened for the last two years anyway. Right? It's, it's not like we're, we're, in a, we're in a good spot to begin with. Our communities were already fractured. People were already scared. People were already upset. And then we, you know, because courts work the way they work, they don't, you know, unlike politics, courts don't have to, courts actually by their very nature don't pay attention to that stuff. They're not supposed to. They're not supposed to pay attention to the passions of the moment. They're supposed to be distant. You know, politics is supposed to weigh the consequences of passions of the moment. They're the ones who are supposed to be, be careful, not the courts. It's not the court's job. The courts are supposed to be cold and hard. It's kind of their role. But, you know, so it's the rest of us. You know, in a sense, we have the exact society and community and that we've created. We've gotten exactly what we've asked for. The question is, now it's time to demand something different. But when you demand that, you have to demand it from the person in the mirror first. You can't expect other people to change if you're not willing to. You can't expect other people to listen to your perspective if you're not willing to hear theirs. doesn't mean agree with it. It means hear it. I can understand how on these issues of the day, how anybody can get where they are. doesn't mean I agree with them. Even the most extreme issues, I can wrap my head around it. You know, I can actually wrap my head around how they get there. doesn't mean I agree with it. It just means I can understand where they come from. And you know what that does? It allows me to talk to them. Because they can understand, okay, he understands where I'm coming from. So I can hear him. I can have a conversation. And so if you can't understand where somebody else is coming from, that's actually on you. Understanding isn't agreeing. And there's, quite frankly, on these major issues of the day, there's no position that is completely under, not understandable. Again, doesn't mean agreeing, but you should be able to wrap your head around it. So you know what? I can understand it from that perspective. But instead, what we end up doing is we end up creating a character of the person. We don't think of them as the person they actually are. We think of them as this evil character we want them to be because they're easier to dismiss. Rather than a rational human being who has a different set of perspectives, a different set of, of values than you, and this is a tough, nuanced discussion we have to have, we dehumanize them. And we create this character of their views that's not real it's close enough that on a superficial look it can seem like it's their views but it's really not nobody has any of these perspectives because they're inhumane 
do y'all do it because whatever perspective you have it's because what's your most humane view of this is everybody thinks they're being the most humane here everybody thinks they're protecting somebody i don't know where the line exactly is i know where mine is i know where you know i know where my personal line is i know where my public policy line is but you know that's mine it's got nothing to do with everybody else has theirs and we work these things out over time and sometimes we win sometimes we win these arguments sometimes we lose these arguments but you can't but you can't ultimately win and I don't like the term win in these kind of things but you can't ultimately get it get the policy the way you want if you can't have discussions with the people who disagree with you if you can't sit at the table and treat them as human beings we know this we literally know this we've gone through this thousand times in history all the great thinkers gandhi and everybody we know this that you can't if you can't sit down and have a difficult conversation you can't get solutions And I don't know, my love. It's I'm far less concerned over the immediate public policy than I am over what we have done to ourselves, our communities, our families, over these public policies. You know? I just These policies have, we've allowed them to treat each other as subhuman. And, you know, what do you do about that? What do we do about that? I mean, you know, it's hard to sit back and watch. Well, as for myself, I catch myself doing it. I do. And I have to, I think of them as a child and what they went through and why they think the way they do. Yeah, it's, and it's hard. It's hard to give people the benefit of the doubt, in a sense. Yes, especially when I do not agree with them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but fundamentally, the, yeah, there's, but, there's lots of fundamental disagreements. The, the yes, yes, but we can still have the conversation. <laughs> and and the thing is, they had have that same fundamental disagreement with you. Yes, they do. They feel just <laughs> as adamant. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just as real. And that's what I, I, I that's what I want. If, if there's anything I want to get across, is that you know, these perspectives aren't mutually exclusive. All these various perspectives on these issues aren't mutually exclusive, you know, and it's clearly there's no single right answer. Otherwise, we have a kind of a consensus on it and we don't. There's no consensus in America. There's no consensus around the rest of the world. It's even some of these places like France actually has tougher rules around these things than we do. 
than most of our states do. And, and so in some, some places, there's, there's things going to be more restrictive. And yet we point to them places as, to the other these places as, you know, farther advanced than we are. And I'm going, you just don't know the policies. So a lot of this is really based upon emotions. And again, it's understandable both ways. You th- both people genuinely believe from the bottom of their heart that they are protecting people. And it doesn't matter. We can pick your social issue that's come through this, through the, the courts in the last few days. There's been three or four really divisive issues that have come down through the courts. Pick one, and it doesn't actually matter. It literally doesn't matter which one you pick. The, the answer is all the same. So I don't know. It's just how do we as a, as a society get through it? Anyway, while we think about that for a second, you can find us at latenightlove.us. You can always send Lovey a dear love letter or questions for us to answer on our question nights at love at latenightlove.us. And you can always just leave a comment. And if I happen to catch it and see it on the screen, I, we can answer it right here live. So, I don't know. Do we? Do you have any advice on people getting through? Because you've been around. You've kind of been through a lot of the wars. You caught the, the tail end of it, really. I mean. Yes. I mean, you came I, an adult right after Roe v. Wade, right? I came, I came, I became an adult. I was a teenager. Yeah, so you came an adult right after Roe v. Wade. I saw the protesters outside when uh, the clinics, the abortion clinics, there were protesters out there harassing the women going in. I remember that. And and again, it's, you know, part of those problems was you're not behaving honorably, are you? It's perfectly fine to protest, but harassing people is wrong. It's perfectly fine to express yourself. And they actually, oddly enough, it was that behavior that that actually helped entrench the um, and actually pushed people to the, the other side, pushed people who were fence-sitting, saying, well, that's wrong behavior. And so they became more supportive. But I don't know. The cultural division is really what I'm concerned about. And I just don't know. How does we as individuals, you know, what role do we all play in this? I mean, all of us have to play some role in getting us out of it. And and it's not about the individual issues. It's about how you behave dealing with those issues. How do you behave with your family? How do you behave with your friends? How do you behave with your community? How do you behave with yourself? I forget who said it, but your thoughts become... Your words, your words become your actions. So you mind your thoughts. And if you're already acting, be, behaving in ways you you don't particularly like, you you change it by minding your words. When you're minding your words, changes your actions, and you work it backwards until you're minding your thoughts. But I don't know. I guess if there's a message for tonight. It's try to think through your actions. Try to think through what your actions, the consequences of your actions. 
you know, of your interactions, of your conversations, do you really think it's a good idea to you know, ostracize people that you actually need to convince to come to your side? Whichever side you want to be on, that it's not even relevant. What I don't get is that the day before all these decisions, people were get, the uh, the the um, they were friends. Yes. It wasn't in their favor. So as soon as it's not in your, a decision is not in your favor, you're gonna what? And like your friend didn't have anything to do with it, you know. I know. <laughs> Probably didn't even bring it up. <laughs> and, and and that's the problem is now we've all of a sudden we've turned people who we like, we know we like, we spend time with them, or you know, but because public policy has changed in a way that now they like and you don't. Anyway, it's just become so weird that. That behavior wasn't flipped. And it's not like they thought their morals were any different. You know, the moral foundations are the same, you know, at least from their perspective, right? From their perspective, it's the same moral issue. It's just it's the other side of the coin. And now all of a sudden it's a, it's, it's just become so weird. And I don't know. It seems to me like we're operating on emotions all the time. Knowing, because it's understandable. The emotion of it is understandable. I can yes. understand. The yes. thought is completely understandable. I get it. But manifesting that thought, I can't understand. <laughs> I can understand wanting to, to, to trust me. I can understand it. And I can even understand expressing it to somebody. But I can't understand going all the way through with it and actually being true where you're unfriending people and you're no longer talking to your family members. Just, the world isn't going to get better like that. You're not going to create the world you want like that. If you want a more kind, loving, caring place, you have to manifest that still manifest it through your behavior. You can't just demand other people do it while you're behaving differently. You have to actually manifest what, what you want. And it may feel like you're being alone and it may be difficult because, you know, the hard things are, I mean, the valuable things are difficult. You know, very few things in life that are easy are, are, are all that valuable. I mean, it does happen. You know, there are exceptions to prove the rules, so I don't want to get me wrong, but for the most part, you know, the things that are valuable, you kind of have to struggle for. You have to pay for it some way. Whether work long hours, whether it's a lot of sweat, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, there's struggle behind it. Emotional investment. Emotional investment, risk, emotional risk. Maybe you have to take a huge emotional risk and it pays off. But if it didn't, you know, it's, you've got something different. So it doesn't matter. Great reward comes with great risk, right? That's the theory. 
And that's yeah. something life has taught us. Humanity, you know, it's it's not one of those, what do they call those? It's, you know, there's a reason these kinds of sayings stick around for generations upon generations upon generations. Can't even track them back so long. It's because there's truths to them. You know, whether we like them or not is not relevant, but there's truths to them. So I don't know. Do us all a favor. Love the world a little bit more. Love yourself a little bit more. Spend some time trying to. I don't want to say be less emotional because that's wrong. That's not what I mean. It's. Be more compassionate in your emotion. Be more empathetic. Understand that other people feel the same way you do on the other side of the coin, so to speak. That their emotional attachment is just as strong as yours. And that the way through it, the way to evolve people in your direction is not through ostracizing them, it's through conversing with them, it's through loving them. You know, when people feel loved and safe, they are more likely to move, more likely to evolve to those, towards those people who make them feel safe. So if you want people to evolve in your direction, make them feel safe. You have to have those conversations. You have to not insult them. You have to not demean them. You, we, we have to have those calm, gentle conversations where I say, I, I, I get it, but I get where you're coming from now. And here's my perspective. Plant your seeds and let them grow. Your kindness will be the water. You know? So I don't know. For everybody, I guess the, the goal of tonight is to be kinder. Be kinder, be gentler, be more empathetic, mind your words, and I'm going to leave you at the, you know, humble people, no, honorable people can have honorable disagreements as long as you behave honorably. Mind your words, my friends. Love everybody. Good night. Good night.